golf and rock and roll. Not logical, but it is fascinating. Playing down that big old fairway. Don't want no hackers to get in my way. The boys and me got a big NASA going. We were born to drive. It's the Golf Insiders, giving you the inside scoop on all things golf. Now, here are your Golf Insiders on FM 96.9 The Game. Hey, bring me another bucket of balls. We love it. And turn on the lights. I love to play. Because I love it. We love it. Hello, Orlando. You're listening to the Golf Insiders, taking you home on the fairways of I-4 in the house, Holly Gee, as we begin our fall schedule here at the Golf Insiders, as we shift to a 6.30 to 7 on Wednesday and Thursday night. So you get back-to-back Golf Insiders. Oh, come on. You know, Austin, two is better than one. Oh, definitely. 100%. And golf is still happening. Oh, indeed it is. Austin P., my man behind the glass. Uh, meanwhile, we got a lot of golf to talk about. It's going to be rapid fire as we've got a 30-minute show tonight. But to quickly recap, last week, Ka- Cameron Champ won the Safeway Open. And um, Ming... Uh, Ming Chung Her won on the LPGA at the Indy Women in Tech Championship, and Kirk Triplett won the Pure Insurance Open. Uh, that's the LPGA and the Champions Tour, as well as the European Tour. Victor Perez won the Alfred Dunhill Links Championship. So, still lots of golf going on, and we're going to waste no more time to talk about the big, big victory for Cameron Champ. Out in safe at the Safeway tournament in Napa Valley, and our favorite Bob Herrick joins us from ESPN.com. Hey, Bob. Hey, Holly. How are you? Doing well. Um, so, Cameron, his last victory was last year at Sanderson Farms. He likes playing in the wraparound season beginning in the fall. <laughs> yeah, he sure does because he had a lot of good results last fall. In addition to that win, and then. After the first of the year, really not much. Uh, you know, he got into some into a bad way, some bad habits, an injury, back problems. But now here he is again, and obviously this win last year, the Sanderson was an opposite event. Um, it, it, this tournament, obviously, that win gets him in the in the Masters for the first time, and a lot of other nice perks. And obviously, it was emotional for because of family reasons. It's uh, you know, it's it's been an interesting start to the. To the new year, and 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 it's, and it's kind of good to have him back in the mix because obviously he's viewed as a as a great talent. Absolutely, um, his grandfather, uh, I guess they call him Mac, who introduced him to the game. Apparently, is uh, you know battling cancer and in hospice currently, right? Right. Yeah, and and you know he had apparently considered withdrawing from the tournament. Um, you know, like as, early, as late as like Thursday. He was kind of hemming and hawing about playing, and and his, his grandfather told him to play. And apparently, he's going to play this week in Vegas as well. I guess you know, there's it's it's okay for him to go do that, and and, and uh, you know, to to then win at the end of that week. I mean, it's just uh, you know, that's the kind of stuff that uh, that if you wrote it, it would be hokey. 
and yet and, and yet he lived it in real life. Yeah, it's fantastic. Um, certainly to um, battle through, and it was a little bit of a shaky start. Then he went on a five birdie stretch, overcame a bogey on seventeen, and then birdied eighteen for the victory to beat Adam Hadwin from Canada by one stroke. Right. I mean, you know, Hadwin was playing the hole right in front of him and made birdie to tie him. And, you know, when it looked like earlier in the round, he was going to, he was going to get it done. And now, you know, then, then he hits that, that, that second shot to the, to the 18th hole. It's a par five. And he looked, his reaction suggested his ball, he was all over it and it came up short. And now he's got kind of like this, it looked like a really easy pitch shot over this little mound. He was in a swale there, like kind of a grass bunker. And, you know, he hit it up there really nice, but he had a testy three-footer and, and and made it. You know, I mean, those are those are some big-time nerves he had to overcome there. And, uh, you know, uh, that, was, that, was, that was quite the performance. Indeed. Now we move to the Shriners Tournament, uh, one of the favorites in the fall series, this for the Shriners Hospital for Children in Las Vegas. And we have uh, some marquee players returning to the – uh, lineup. Brooks Kepka will be playing his first tournament of the 2019-2020 season and revealed that he recently had knee surgery. <laughs> yeah, how about that? He Surprise! Said had, he said he had surgery in the off-season, that big, long off-season. He's been off for five weeks. Uh, you know, he hasn't played since the Tour Championship, and that's, you know, five weeks ago. He had it the Monday after, so that means five weeks ago Monday is when he had this, he had this procedure which he described as being very painful uh it was some sort of stem cell procedure and he said it hurt a lot uh and he also said that his knee was bothering him for a good part of the year like going all the way back to march uh he said it's one of the reasons he didn't practice as much as he needed to um uh and obviously never let on that he had any problems he didn't he did not disclose this uh said he had some trouble you know walking downhill certain things so i mean you know, he still played some pretty darn good golf with all that going on. And, you know, this is now three sort of prominent names that have had off-season knee, pro- knee issues, knee surgery, him, Tiger, and Dustin Johnson. Dustin Johnson appears to have been the worst because he has, has now said he's not going to probably return until the hero. He would have he maybe played in China or one of these, some of these events. He's not going to be ready. Uh, so, um, you know, uh, there's not much of an off-season in golf, but I guess if you're going to fit it in, this is the time that these guys have chosen to do it. Yes, and I I was um, caught by that um, comment, too, of Brooks, that he said, you know, literally it had been bothering him since March. And uh, like you said, it'll be interesting to see now that he says he is pain-free, uh, you know, what what Brooks' uh, season will look like. Speaking of physical fitness... Phil Mickelson, uh, how about his weight loss and lifestyle changes? What? What do you have you seen, Phil? Yeah, I mean, you know, Phil looked even thinner last week uh, than he had looked previously. Um, you know, I didn't hear him. You know, perhaps he did, but I did not hear any comments from him last week about what he's been doing. But, you know, that diet that he went on before the British Open and lost 15 pounds in a week where all he was drilling was drinking coffee and water, um, I'm not sure I would advocate that. Um, uh, of course, who am I to say? Uh, I, I wouldn't mind dropping 15 pounds myself. But, but he would, he's, 
he he does look good. I I I appreciate the fact that he is trying, that he is trying to work on his fitness, that he sees this as an avenue to getting better. Obviously, he didn't have a great tournament there at the Safeway, but I'm not sure we would have expected everything to come together right away. Um, it would be great to have Phil have a have a resurgence again in in, in 2020. Um, you know, he's, he's getting close to falling out of the top 50 for the first time in 25 years. And, um, you know, remarkable to, to, to have stayed there all that long, but it is kind of a reminder now, you know, it's not that easy. And especially since, you know, he's really, his game has really kind of suffered. So, uh, hopefully this, you know, this is, you know, Phil, I think needs to sometimes find ways to, to motivate himself. And, and this might be the way to do it. He's like, okay, I'm going to get fitter. I'm going to get stronger. Uh, I, I'm going to get – he's talking about not being as sharp mentally as he'd like to be. Help, this ought to help. Yep. Let's see if it translates to his game. Yeah, it's awesome. Uh, the picture I saw in the, in the video, I mean, he, he looked 10 years younger. I'm not kidding. I, I uh, you know, I just thought he looked terrific. And uh, so we'll see. Like you said, uh, Phil always seems to have something up his sleeve to – Try to try to take it to the next level. We've got a pretty decent field here. Uh, Tony Finau playing at the Shriners. Gary Woodland, uh, Bryson DeChambeau teeing it up again. Adam Scott is in the field along with Webb Simpson. Uh, what what are your thoughts on on this week? Yeah, you know, um, as we've kind of inched into the new year or new season, not new year yet, right? Gradually, we've seen more and more guys coming back to play. Uh, you know, it was a little light early on, is to be expected. But now what you're seeing is, like, guys who didn't make it to the Tour Championship, um, you know, they've been off for six weeks. You know, if they only made it to the first playoff event, they've been off for seven weeks. And, and you know, in golf, a couple of months is a long time. And this is where you know, some of these fall tour events are going to reap the benefits. I, I would argue if they waited until right now, if they waited until the first week of October starts the new season, you would have tons of good fields in these remaining events because that's, you know, that's a, a pretty good little break. You could argue that, hey, you know, six weeks, seven weeks is an off season. And, and uh, so now, you know, and also guys are realizing that, they just can't wait. Get, they get too far behind uh, or, or run the risk of getting behind if they don't play some in the fall. You know, so uh, you're going to see it with, these, with, with some of these Asian events, like Rory's going to play uh, Japan and, and China. A bunch of these guys are playing in Japan and China. Uh, and, and so, you know, they're going to have – some of them will have two or three fall events under their, under their belt that will count. And give them a little bit of a you know of a boost going into 2020, and they're not so far behind. Yeah, and you've got you know the the new young breed of uh, early 20 somethings who have already racked up wins. Uh, Joaquin Neiman, the Greenbrier, Sebastian Munoz at Sanderson, and now Cameron Champ. So it's it's fun to come out and uh, watch these guys play and and start to inch up the FedEx Cup of rankings. Yeah, and you know these guys have taken a lot of pressure off themselves. You know that by playing now, they now now it's they're not playing for their car or their livelihood. They're playing to try to position themselves up higher. You know, they're, they're, and even the guys who don't win but have some success, you know, have have some top fives or whatever. You know, they've given themselves a cushion 
you know, so that when they get to, you know, next year and if, let's say they run into a little rut, a couple of missed cuts or something, they're not, they're not fighting uphill the whole way. They've already given themselves a, a boost. And so that's why I think, you know, you, you see a lot of competitiveness at this time of year. And now that you're also starting to see a good number of highly ranked players teeing it up in all these events. Absolutely. So, Bob, who's your pick for Sunday? like Webb Simpson this week. Um, he's, uh, you know, I think this is a good venue for him. And, and uh, I, I think his game has been pretty good. And, uh, and so uh, we'll see. I mean, I know Bryson won there last year. Uh, but, um, uh, and, and, you know, so I wouldn't discount him either. And he played a little bit this fall. But uh, but I, I'm, I'm going to go with Webb. We'll see how. We'll see. You know, some of these guys, too, need to need to start getting sharp and you need to try to stay in touch with their game and the guys are going to be at the President's Cup. You've got three, three potential guys, certainly two, Brooks and DJ, who who knows how they're going to be for the U.S. with, the, with their knee problems. They, they need some of these other guys to make sure they're solid. Absolutely. Well, we always appreciate your time, Bob, in this uh, short version of the Golf Insiders this evening. And uh, I like that Webb Simpson pick. Check out all of Bob's great columns on ESPN.com slash golf. Thanks, Bob, so much. Thank you. See ya. You're listening to the Golf Insiders. 96.9 The Game. We'll be right back. Quite an impact, actually, uh, when he sank that three iron and hit me in the back of the head. I can't believe I'm into this. I really hate to lose. Asking forgiveness. Got the struggler's blues. The struggler's blues. We're back. The Golf Insiders. In the house, Holly G. In our new fall time slot, 6.30 to 7 Wednesday and 6.30 to 7 Thursday night. So you get back-to-back golf insiders and um, more great golf talk. Hey, don't forget to check out the Golf Insiders and iHeartRadio's Central Florida Golf Card. Central Florida Golf Card, just $99. Play 20 12 of Central Florida's best golf courses. Go to centralfloridagolfcard.com. Want to bring our next Golf Insider in? Because there's a lot of golf going on on the LPGA Tour. In fact, some, some news of some new events coming to the Sunshine State. And for that, we go to our favorite Golf Insider, Steve Eubanks from globalgolfpost.com. Hey, Steve. How are you, Holly? Good to hear from you. Uh, good to hear your voice, my friend. So we're past the Solheim Cup. Um, how you know? How are the girls feeling after the loss to the Europeans? You know, the the American girls are not at all um, really depressed by this, only because it was such an incredible event. Not just an incredible golf event; it was an incredible sporting event, and I think it elevated. Uh, women's sports in a way that nothing else has in quite some time. I mean, the, the, if you saw the reaction to the people that were over there, it was the most watched women's sporting event in Scotland's history. Wow! Um, th- yeah, yeah, it was just a, just an incredible, uh, just an incredible display by both teams, by all of the fans. Um, I've never really seen anything like it. I tried to describe it to someone. Holly, I was there for all four of Tiger Woods' major championships when he won them in a row. Yep. Uh, this was at least that big. Wow. So, and I remember uh, it's in 2014 when the Ryder Cup was at Glen Eagles and looking in the grandstands and looking down the first fairway at the Solheim Cup, it was exactly the same. Exactly the same. Fantastic. So, Great for yeah, women. Just, just, just an incredible display. 
Great for women's golf. And uh, the LPGA continues a pretty packed schedule right into November. And the race for the CME, which completes here in Florida at Naples at the Timuron Golf Club. That's their version of the FedEx Cup. And we've got a big event. A new Is it a new event, the Volunteers of America in Texas? No, that, this is its fifth year. Um, it, it's kind of moved around on the schedule a little bit. Last year it got shortened to 36 holes because, it was, because of the rain that they had. Uh, they've gone through a couple of different sponsors, so that's one of the reasons that it might seem new to some of the listeners. But, um, you know, it, it's at, it's at the, the American Club now, which is in, um, it's in Frisco, basically, which I think everybody now knows about Frisco, Texas. It's up the home of the Dallas Cowboys and uh, actually right in that general area. Um, but it's a, you know, it's a terrific event up there. Everybody loves it. And the last domestic event prior to the CME, everybody, they head off to Asia in a couple of weeks. Well, let's talk about last week's event, the Indie Women in Tech Championship. I love the, the, the name of that tournament in Indianapolis. Uh, Me Jung Her winning uh, another great tournament in the schedule. It was fantastic. And look, I, I went up there for that one. And just the, the, the enormity of that venue, playing, playing those holes inside the Indy Motor Speedway um, and, and having the, all of the, the hoopla surrounding being there at the, uh, at the Motor Speedway, really terrific. And then, of course, MJ wins the thing, and she can't wait to get in the Corvette and drive around the track. So um, she was asking before, she said, how fast are they going to let me go? And I just said, fast as you want, I guess. So uh, she got in and, and uh, got it up to about 130 miles an hour. So uh, really enjoyed herself doing that. That's fantastic. Uh, Mike Wan, certainly the commissioner of the LPGA, has just done a terrific job in terms of bringing on new events, spreading the LPGA out around the country, Michigan, Indianapolis. Uh, but we're coming back at the beginning of the 2020 season with two new events in Florida, which I love that news. Yeah, you know, we've got this. Um, the, actually, it's the same group that uh, that sponsored the event in uh, in, in Indy. Uh, it's called Group 1001. Uh, they are coming back to Boca. And so we're going to have the, uh, uh, the the season opener is going to be uh, going to be in Boca. And then, of course, we're going to have the Tournament of Champions again. So, uh, you know, that the. the it, it was always wonderful when the season opened in Florida, you know, because you got you got a lot of people who uh, who came, who were interested, who who loved the fact that the LPGA would start its season in in Florida. And I, I, I like being back on that sort of a schedule. It seems really nice before they go over for the first part of the Asian swing to at least have a uh, a, a Florida swing. I couldn't agree more. Back in uh, my day, we started right here in Orlando uh, at Grand Cypress Resort. So uh, wonderful to have another tournament back here in Florida. And uh, tell our listeners a little bit about the CME, the race of the CME, and how that's shaking out. You know, it's interesting. This is the first year where the winner of the race to the CME, the, the winner of that event, or the, the, uh, the CME Tour Championship, will win the season-long race to the CME Globe. They're resetting the points uh, when you come into that event. It will be the top 60 who will make it, and it will be the largest payday in, in women's golf, a million and a half dollars to the winner. Uh, you'll get 500000 for winning the event, and you'll get a million dollars for uh, winning the race to the CME Globe. So 
largest single payday in women's golf history. We're, uh, we're really looking forward to it. We think that everybody will show up, and it's going to be a great week. Wow, that's, uh, that's, you continue to hear these record-breaking uh, numbers, and it just makes uh, someone like myself smile in terms of where we've come from in, in uh, not only the LPGA but women's golf. One person I've been keeping my eye on and um, somebody that we probably had great expectations for, Cheyenne Woods, niece of Tiger Woods, now in her fifth year on tour, but still struggling a bit, Steve. Yeah, she, um, it, you know, she's gone her way back to the Q Series. She, uh, she attempted, she played pretty well at Indy uh, and then went to Texas and attempted the Monday Qualify as opposed to going to the Symmetra Tour Championship, which is being held this week in, uh, uh, at LPGA International over in Daytona. Uh, and didn't do very well. She shot 74 in the, uh, in the Monday Qualifier and did not make it into the field. So it, it's you know she's going to go back and, and attempt to uh, to regain her card and, and some permanent status on the LPGA. Um, you know, look, it takes certain players. It takes them a while to develop. But I just got to tell you, it's hard out there. Golf is a hard game, and the competitiveness on the LPGA is better than it has ever been. I'm not saying that the best players out there are better than the best players from a generation ago. But I can guarantee you the 50th player out there is better than the 50th player from a generation ago. You've got hundreds of players that are attempting to play on the LPGA Tour right now. And you stand on the driving range, you can't tell them apart. They are just, they're just ball-striking machines. Awesome. So um want to ask you, speaking of the Woods family, Tiger Woods potentially uh, picking himself for the President's Cup. What do you think about that, Steve? I, I would have been surprised if he didn't, assuming that he's healthy. And I think that he's really the only judge at this point of whether or not he is healthy. You can't have um, you, you can't win the Masters and have some of the uh, the runs that he has had, uh, and not say, you know what, I think I'm I'm ready to go and and pick yourself as a uh, as a player on that team. Yeah, now, certainly from a from a from a match play standpoint and from a competitive standpoint, I think he wants it more than anyone else. Absolutely. And I uh, do want to mention that Tiger has his Hero World Challenge down in the Bahamas. And what a terrific job he and Justin Thomas, uh, Justin Timberlake have done in coming together to create the One Bahamas Fund. want to mention that, the One Bahamas Fund, if you're interested in donating to support the hurricane recovery down there. Really uh, terrific what they're doing. It is terrific what they're doing, and, and it is horrific what has happened, particularly on Abaco Island. One of my favorite spots in the world is, is uh, uh, Marsh Harbor and, and on, on Abaco Island. And to see the devastation down there is heartbreaking, to say the least. And so anything anyone can do to help, I uh, really appreciate it. Yeah, and apparently, too, there's uh, going to be a pro-am in West Palm Beach uh, in a couple of weeks, the Bahamas Strong Pro-Am, which uh, Seth Wall from the PGA of America is helping to organize as well. So um, good news, as always, golf uh, contributing uh, to, to these um, unfortunate causes. And, and that's, what, that's what we do in the golf community. Right, Steve? That's exactly right. We, you know, that we, we do good uh, everywhere we can. All right. Well, thank you so much, Steve. Who's your pick real quick? We just got 10 seconds. For, the, for Texas? For Texas. I, li- I like the defending champion, Sung Hume Park, playing really well. All right, awesome. Steve Eubanks, check him out, Global Golf Post. And uh, 
We've got a tea time, the Golf Insiders. We'll be back tomorrow, 6.30 to 7, Thursday night, 6.30 to 7, Thursday night, the Golf Insiders. We love you. Bye-bye.